Hey queens, welcome to the Purity After Promiscuity podcast, where we're redefining a woman's worth. I'm your host, Janelle Renee, and I'm so excited that you are here joining me this week um, for this episode, and I hope that this episode is going to be a blessing to you. Um, I am just so excited because we're redefining our worth. This is what this community is all about, um, and that is the entire mission and agenda of this podcast to see true fruit right i i want to know that this podcast is truly um being um effective or truly um insight and change or at least get in your mind to start thinking like wait a minute maybe i need to um shift my perspective maybe i need to change my mindset maybe i need to change some behaviors maybe there's some areas of my life or my soul i need to work on because i want to be a better me because i know that the me that i'm living is beneath the me that i'm called to be and i don't want to live beneath or in mediocrity no more i want to live my life to the to the fullest i want to be the best version of me and if that's you then you're in the right place here we're redefining a woman's worth so before we get started i would like to say hey girl to my new listeners thank you for stopping in joining us in this community you're welcome we we are so excited to have you here come along just sit back and listen and and just join us on this journey as we're redefining our worth as women right we're not going to continue to allow our past our history circumstance our families you know um, our choices our mistakes and all of these things that have that have made impressions on our worth and and on our identity that then we begin to act out of these places and we may not become we may not be acting out of the woman that we were originally designed to be right sometimes we're acting out of a place of hurt sometimes we're acting out of a place of bitterness sometimes we're acting out of a place of resentment sometimes we're acting out of a place of anger sometimes we're acting out of a place of insecurity right so sometimes these things they 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 make impressions right and then what they do is is they if we don't address them then they they start um changing they make changes in our in our soul they make changes in our behaviors changes in our mindset our thoughts our perspective right our beliefs right about our beliefs about ourselves our beliefs about the world they begin to change and shift things and then we become a person we was never meant to become but we're like no we're taking our power back okay and we are redefining our worth and we're going to become the women we want to become in our heart whole women heal women powerful women right and then we we, we're going to become and embody all of who we are supposed to be in 2022 and beyond that is what we're doing so we're glad that you're here and we hope that you're ready because we do get it in on the podcast and then also to my loyal listeners hey 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 girl um i just um, i appreciate you guys so much you guys um just are so um important to me all of you guys new listeners loyal listeners you guys are so important to me i appreciate every stream every listen every share every conversation um where you even discuss things that you hear um that we talk about on the podcast it it, it matters I want you guys to know it matters. You matter, right? I can't do this without you. You know, this podcast, you know, it's not doing what it's supposed to be if I don't have no listeners, right? So I just want you guys to know that you guys are the real MVPs and you guys are worthy and you guys are valuable and y'all valuable to me. And I am so thankful for every woman that listens to this podcast because it helps me to continue to redefine my worth as I continue to step out in faith and step out of my comfort zone to do something I never saw myself self-doing which is this podcast right but here we are and so we all are helping one another right this is this this is a um reciprocated relationship even if i don't see you if i don't know you if i don't ever know you you're still bringing value to me and that i don't take for granted so sis i want to say to you thank you so yes girls let's get into it okay this week's episode is called Fear and the Unknown. Oh, wow. Two things that definitely um, weigh heavy in your redefining your worth, right? Because a lot of times fear will hold us hostage. Fear will paralyze us and, and, and keep us in a place where we are stuck in, in, in a past experience, right? So like, for example... 
this week y'all y'all know i try to get on here and i always use myself as an example we always keep it you know very hot we're honest open and transparent on this podcast and so um i like to keep it around 100 because i want y'all to know i'm not coming on here just saying things what i think or things what i heard i'm talking about things that i experienced right and so this week there was something that came up um, that I had to realize that I still had fear and fear was still preventing me right from walking into like something new. Right. Um, so um, somebody reached out to me um, via the DMs. OK, I heard it be going down in the DMs. Normally, minds don't be rocking like that, you know, but. Um, this time somebody reached out in my DMs and, um, I looked at it and I looked at their profile and I was like, okay, you know, this person was somebody I was like, Hmm, maybe I am interested, but immediately, immediately after that thought, like, Hmm, maybe I'm interested. And I wanted to go ahead and respond back immediately. That fear came in like, Uh uh-uh, nope, you don't want to do it, you don't want to go here, what if this, what if that, and you know, going back to my past experience and my past relationship and all of the things I experienced there, and you know, just like literally stopped me in my tracks, y'all, just stopped me in my tracks, where I literally, now, I didn't respond to this person, I don't know this person, this person has done absolutely nothing wrong, but in that moment, I was willing to shut it down. I was willing to shut it down solely based on fear and nothing else. The fear and the projection of the fear that I created in my mind. So automatically, it's like a whole scenario begun to play in my mind and it was solely based on fear. It had no credibility whatsoever. It had no truth to it. It was just based on the fear of the unknown or the fear of, I don't want to go through what I went through or the fear of what happened last time going to happen again. Or the fear of, you know, he's not going to really like me. You know, he's not going to really, you know, be interested in me. So all of these things begin to play in my mind, but they really had no, um, they had no basis, right? It was just simply me creating these scenarios based on the fear that came up in that moment. And then I realized like, oh, Yo, I still need to heal in some areas. And there's some things that I still need to deal with as I redefine my worth. Because sometimes as we're going through a process, even a process of redefining our worth, because it is a process, it's not a one and done. It's not an overnight thing. It is a day by day, right? Sometimes moment by moment. And there there are stages and phases. So you may have gone through a stage and phase and you may feel like, you have reached a place where you're healed. You reached a place where that isn't bothering you no more. Or you have been able to uproot that false belief and replace it with a, um, with the truth. You know, where you'll be able to, you're able to change your perspective and your mindset. You're able to look through life through a new lens. And, and then all of a sudden, a situation happens and it triggers you. And then you realize like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe I'm not as healed as I thought I was yet. And yo, that's where I was at. I was like... Man, yo, I'm not I'm not as healed as I really thought. I, I really thought that I had gotten to a place where I was ready because for me, I had been feeling a strong desire of wanting to date, of wanting to um to have that connection, of wanting to have that companionship, right? To to actually step out and, and put myself out there to see. Like I, I really was like starting to feel that stirring and that was new because I don't, I wasn't feeling like that. I was cool. I wasn't tripping. Like I don't, you know, I've been single, you know, and I haven't been all like, oh, I wish I had someone. Oh, I want to be, yes, I desire a relationship. Absolutely. Yes. I desire marriage. Yes. I desire partnership, all of the things, but I was still content to not be in a position where I was actively, um, moving in that direction right and so now all of a sudden something shifted some changed. i'm feeling it i'm like ooh, i'm ready i want to start dating i want to meet someone i want to get to know someone i want to take it slow i want to go through the dating phase you know i want to build a friendship i want you know what i'm saying i want to do that i want to enjoy life have fun you know i want to do all these things like i'm ready and i'm like dang that's crazy because that came out of nowhere 
But see, it's one thing to be ready in your mind. It's a whole nother thing to have to be ready in real life. So when it came to being ready in my mind, oh, I felt like, oh, I got this. You know, I can do this. Like, I just need opportunity, right? But then when the opportunity came, I clammed up and then fear came in. And fear was going to paralyze me to the point that I was already going to just terminate an opportunity before I even got to, e to even analyze it, to even see. Is, is it something that I should go um forward in or should I be open to it or is it something I shouldn't I, I had no I hadn't had enough information to really make that determination right like I couldn't really make a determination off of a DM of somebody just saying something like hey you're so beautiful I would like to know more about you what can I possibly get from that? But because of the place of of hurt in my in my heart, because of the the experience and the reality of that experience and all the pain that it brought from my last relationship, that immediately my mind probably went into protect mode. Like no. But then that's uh, so um, count in, count, counter um, <laughs> productive because. How can I ever get to that place where I'm in a um, healthy um, relationship, where I'm in a, you know, fulfilling relationship that leads to marriage if I don't ever give nobody a time, the time of day because I'm too afraid of something that they may do something or hurt me or I may have a, a similar or same experience as I did from my past. Like, how does that work? So I really had to look at myself like, wait a minute, I, 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 I really need to uproot this fear of the unknown. Because see, that's what the fear was about. The fear was about the what if, right? And we do that. Like we play all these scenarios. What if this? What if that? The shoulda, woulda, coulda. We have all of these things, but none of them are based on truth. None of them are based on reality. They're all based on scenarios we create in our mind and the problem is with that is we will go down the road of self-sabotaging and we'll miss out on opportunities we'll miss out on relationship we'll miss out on friendship we'll miss out on blessings because we talk ourselves out of it before we can even get into it to experience it or at least get enough information to make a well-informed decision to say okay this not for me or this person not for me and so I'm like, well, in order for me to truly redefine my worth, I got to go back and I got to deal with me and I got to deal with the issues that I have because this issue ain't about nobody else. That person hadn't done anything. That person probably genuinely, sincerely wrote this, this, this sentence to me and, and was really, you know, wanting to get to know me. But because of my own distorted mind, because I'm still having the, the effects of the trauma I was like reading all into it, thinking like and, and, and creating all these other scenarios and assuming something else. And I'm like, no, we can't do that. Like, cause 2022 is going to be the year we're going to take everything that belongs to us. Right. We're, we're, we're going to take everything like we're going to receive it, too, because that's the thing. Like one thing I realized is that we always want something right. We have a desire like you want a certain type of life. You want a certain type of family. You want a certain type of marriage. You want a certain type of career. You want to start. You want to have a certain level of success in your business. Right. You have a goal in mind. You have a desire. The problem is having the desire and the goal is very different than receiving it. And we need to be able to bridge the gap, right? So then we're able to marry the two. So when we actually have the dream and the goal, and when things begin to shift in our lives to take place for that thing to come, that we don't reject it because of fear. That we don't reject it because we we, we don't really know what it's going to look like and how it's going to play out, you know? Or we don't reject it because we're, so, we're still not healed that we're just self-sabotaging. Because that's what I was doing, y'all. And if I'm honest, I do that a lot. I do that a lot. You know, I will just overanalyze a situation. I'll, you know, overthink a situation. And I'll think myself out of something. Y'all, like, seriously, I don't... I don't know how many probably good opportunities I might have missed out on. You know, just simply because I, I just overanalyze and overthink so much that I'll, I'll literally think myself out of it 
And it's like, but then I can sit here and say, I keep praying for this and praying for that. And it reminds me of the the um, story that I've heard um, years ago where um, a pastor was saying that there was, you know, this man, it was like a really bad flood uh, where he lived. And so much so that the water came like almost like to, to the roof of the houses. So he was on the roof and he was... Um, needed to be rescued and so he had prayed and prayed and asked god to send him um to to send him um some somebody to, to help him or to rescue him so first somebody came in like a little life raft or, or something like that and he looked and he wouldn't go with them because he was like oh i'm waiting on god and then somebody came again in a boat and then he was like, oh, no, I'm waiting on God. And then a third person came and they were like in a helicopter and they were trying to rescue him, throw him the, um, you know, rope or the um, ladder or whatever. And he's like, no, I'm waiting on God. And then he ended up dying um, up there on the roof. And so then he goes to heaven and he goes and asks God, like, um, why didn't you rescue me? You know, I prayed and asked, why didn't you rescue me? And God was like. I sent three different, you know, rescue teams and you rejected them all. And it's like, whoa, can we sit and, and let that marinate? How many times do we pray for God to do something? And then when he send it, because it doesn't look like the way we think or the way we want, we reject it. Mm. Wow. So for me, it's like, and not to say that this person is my husband, you know, or the man that I believe God has for me. However, how would I know? How would I know if I just reject it just from the beginning, right? So then, you know, I was like, wow, that's powerful because like you can literally like miss the miss the blessing you know what i'm saying and then the opportunity don't always come back around like some opportunities like there's a um a quote that i, I i've never forgotten that i um keep and i live by the opportunity of a lifetime is only as good as the lifetime of the opportunity which means the opportunity of a lifetime it has a timeline right and it, it's only good in that timeline. And if you miss that opportunity and that timeline expires, you miss the opportunity of a lifetime. So it's like, wow. But oftentimes what, what prevents us from being able to recognize or receive is the fact that our vision isn't right or our heart isn't right. So then that led me to the next thing, like, well, not only do I got to deal with those areas in me that are not fully healed, I got to deal with this fear of the unknown. I also got to deal with my vision, the way that I see things. And and I had to, I came across this, um, this, this thought came to my mind and it's, it was me in my prayer time. And I was like, Lord, please help me not to see new things through an old lens my god <laughs> y'all i'm trying not to really like get deep but seriously like lord help me not to see a new thing through an old lens because see god may you know especially for us as christians that even if you're not a christian again this podcast is not solely for christians it but because i am a christian often a lot of things are biblically based and i you know do mention god however i hope it does not offend you be, or you don't feel like um this podcast applies to you because it's just it's about redefining our worth as women period no matter where you are in your life no matter what you believe no matter what you do this podcast is definitely for you but for me because I do pray and I do and I and I am a believer you know I had to really sit down and, and take inventory of myself and I'm like see God may answer your prayer he may bring you something but the problem is you may look at the thing through the old lens through the lens of your brokenness through the lens of your failed relationship or your failed marriage, through the lens of, you know, um, the trauma and the abuse, through a lens of. You 
You see it out of the lens of what happened last time, right? You might see it out of the lens of rejection, um, abandonment, and so on and so forth. So you can't really see clearly what's in front of you because you're actually looking at it from the lens of what was behind you. It's like, how can you drive looking backwards, right? You don't see where you're going, right? You, you can't see where you're going in front of you. And you you ultimately, you're going to crash. And so that's what I'm, that's what today's podcast is all about. It's preventing us from crashing, right? It's preventing us from rejecting something that may be good for us, right? Or the very thing that we desire or the very opportunity. And it just may not look the way we thought it's supposed to look. Maybe the packaging ain't, you know, ain't the way we desired it, right? That's like, if somebody came and gave you a gift, right? But say the packaging that the gift was wrapped in was like some dirty old filthy newspaper trash, you know, something that was something that wasn't inviting, right? Something, you know, that wasn't um, that didn't look beautiful and it didn't look nice on the outside. Right. But and so you looked at the gift based on the wrapping, based on the presentation of the outside paper you decide, oh, this is this gift is going to be like, I don't want it because it's, it's about to be cheap. It's about to be something I ain't going to like. It's about to be, you know, um, who knows? It's just about to be something I don't even want. So I'm not even going to um, open it, right? I'm not even going to open this gift because I can tell based on the wrapping paper like that, this gift is going to be trash. But little do you know, in there is a priceless jewel, right? There's like some type of rare, exquisite diamond in the inside. But because you don't have enough discernment or because you don't have enough um, understanding that just because something on the outside does not look the way that you think it should look does not mean what's on the inside is not valuable it doesn't mean what's on the inside is not you know the very thing that you want or that is not a gift or that is not something that is good for you right it doesn't mean that and because we live in a society where we're everything we do with our eyes first right um and and that's one of our senses like but we do everything with our eyes first so if it looked good to us it you know if if it if it meets whatever criteria in our mind of what we think beauty is or whatnot then we that's something we decide we want to you know we want to receive or we want to take in or we want to person we might want to connect with based on what they look like on the outside but how many of us can attest because I know I can that I've had a guy who was fine okay I've had a guy who was fine fine so his outside packaging was like a one okay but then getting into a relationship with him and being with him the inside his character his morals his values his heart his mindset was trash But because I was so focused on what it looked like on the outside, the outer appearance, I was so focused on the packaging, right, that I didn't take the time to really think about actually what's inside. And see, and that's what we do a lot of time. We focus so much on the packaging that we don't even take the time to know what's inside. And so it's like, oh, wait a minute. We need to um, redefine our worth and really redefine our mindset and our perspective about about really what we want and being open to maybe the way that it's delivered or the way it comes into our life or the way it appears on the outside just may not align with the whatever the vision was we had in our mind. Or maybe it's just a totally new thing, right? Maybe the outside is wonderful. Maybe the packaging is beautiful, it's gold, it's shiny. You know, maybe it has one of those real pretty fancy bows on it. Maybe the packaging on the outside looks like, you know, it's captivating and it it draws you in and it's beautiful and it's gleaming and it's shining and it's amazing. And you're excited. You're like, oh, this is probably just an amazing thing. But then you still don't receive it because you're looking at it from the old lens of but the last time i the last time i did this x y and z no but the last time he hurt me oh but the last time you know they let me go oh but the last time they betrayed me or but the last time you know they set me up whatever it is and so then you don't receive it because it's it's hard when you haven't changed your perspective, you haven't healed fully, and you haven't allowed your vision to be um, transformed to really be able to see a new thing. And I was like, oh, Lord, as much as I'm ready, 
I'm ready and I want to be in a relationship that will lead to marriage, right? I want to be in a healthy, fruitful relationship. I want to be, because I've never been in one, number one. <laughs> but also, I know that's, you know, that is the type of relationship that I want to lead into marriage because that's the type of marriage I want. However, I got to change my perspective. I got to change my vision because if I don't, I could potentially lose out on the very thing that I desire. And it's all based on fear. It's all based on fear of the unknown, fear of the what if, you know, we can what if this, that, and the third all day long, but that don't mean it's true. That don't mean it's the reality. It don't mean it will happen. And even if you do decide, you know, to, to step out again, to try again, to love again, to go after that job again, you know, to go after that promotion again, to try to start that business again, to start, you know, to write that book again, whatever, whatever it could be. And, and maybe it don't go exactly the way you want it to go. Or maybe a person, you know, actually does something that hurts your feelings. That still doesn't mean that that person or the opportunity isn't for you. It means that life happens, right? And we're all human and we all have the ability to hurt, even if we don't mean to, right? Like I know I hurt people as genuine as I feel I am, as kind, as loving, as I know I am, I still have hurt people. But my, my intent wasn't to hurt or it wasn't malicious, you know, or I'm not like just some person who's setting out to hurt people. However, I still hurt people because I'm human. That don't mean I'm not a good person. That means I'm human. And if a person hurts you and you bring it to their attention and they acknowledge it, they sincerely apologize and they actually work to change the behavior, then that's a good, then that's still a go. It's about if the person hurts you is malicious, is deliberate, and they continue to do it over and over again. Then that's like, okay, wait a minute. No, this is not for me. You're, you're, you're just not the person for me. But come on, I think... As we are redefining our worth, we got to really be intentional of our hiccups and hangups that we developed over time based out of our um, brokenness, right? Like for a long time, we may just have functioned in a certain way because it's, it was a defense mechanism to try to keep us from being hurt again. And then now that we're redefining our worth, we don't need that defense mechanism anymore because we're strong enough, right? We're secure enough, we're whole enough, we're healed enough. We know our value, we know our worth, we know what we want, right? We know who we are, right? We 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 are emboldened, we're empowered, you know, we're walking, we're walking in our wholeness, right? We're we're shifting our behaviors, right? We're shifting, you know, our, our perspectives and everything in our life. And so now we don't need that defense neck mechanism, but we still need a we still need new vision. We still need new vision because sometimes your 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 outward situation and circumstances will change, but your your vision hasn't. So I'm like, Lord, I don't I, I don't want to just, you know, have a desire and a longing for these things that are in my heart that I feel that that you have for me. I want to be able to receive and maintain it. Right. And I don't want to allow fear, fear of the unknown, right? Fear of the what if to prevent me from self, to to cause me, excuse me, to cause me to self-sabotage an opportunity that can be an opportunity of a lifetime. But see, it starts with really redefining your worth. It starts with making sure that you recognize when you get triggered and you, and something comes up, it's okay. Like I didn't beat myself up because fear came up and because I was about to allow fear to overtake me and to get me to reject something, I just had to stop it. I had to acknowledge it. And then I had to say, okay, I still need to work on that. And that's, that is all a part of the process. Like nothing's wrong. You, it's not that you're not as hill as you, you, you think thought you were. It's not that, you know, the, the process isn't working. It's that this is a part of the process right? That's a good sign. And the fact that you can recognize it and that you can step back and you can say to yourself, okay, 
I still struggle with fear or I'm still affected and hurt. You know, I still have some residue from the, the pain of my last relationship or the pain of that last um, br- that last breakup, the pain of that when, when they fired me, the pain of when they walked out on me, the pain of when they rejected me, the pain of, you know, fill in the blank, right? And, and that is healthy. And that is what we want as we're redefining our worth. We want to recognize those things that trip us up so we're able to address it so we can move forward, right? And we can have these amazing and beautiful lives that we desire to have in our hearts. And we cannot allow the small things and the residue and the fear, you know, and the insecurity and and, and, and the old vision to prevent us or to, 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 still our, to still the joy of having the very thing we desire most. Because one thing I can say about God, and this this is a, a personal experience, even though I know I've heard um, other people also verify, that a lot of times when you pray and ask God for something, he often doesn't put it in the package that you thought. <laughs> and if anybody is listening as a Christian, you may can attest to that. Like you can pray to God for something and you can have in your whole mind what you think it's going to look like. And then, and then the prayer will answer will come. But it doesn't look the way you thought. And you're like, what is this? But see, that's because when God says that his ways are higher, his thoughts are higher, is he don't look at things the way we look at it. See, he has a different vision. In the same way about us. When God sees us, he don't look at us based on our outside, based on our sin, based on our, you know, iniquity, based on our proclivities, based on our behaviors. He looking solely at the heart. That's why he could say, yet why, that's that's why Paul could say in Romans, yet why we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Because outwardly we were sinners. But he died for us anyway. Why would he do that? He would do that because he saw something beyond the out, outer, right? He saw something beyond the outer appearance. Or even, um, I think it's in, is it First Samuel 15 or 16? Don't quote me, it's somewhere. Um, let me see, I got my Bible right here. Where um, the prophet Samuel was having to go anoint uh, a new king because King Saul, you know, had continued to be um, in disobedience and God removed the kingdom and was tearing the kingdom from him. And so now um, Samuel had to go and he had to um, anoint the new king. And so in that, there was already an idea of what a king would look like based on the former king, right? Or he was still the current king until the time came. And so... Let's see. It's 1 Samuel 16. Um, but yeah, so when God told Saul, hey, go to Jesse's house. The um, I have chosen a new king and he's one of the sons of Jesse, right? Um, and go anoint him as king. He didn't tell Samuel like, and it's David, right? He just told him that where he was. He gave him his location and he told him, he gave him enough information where he could identify him in the right place, you know? And so when he got to Jesse's house, he didn't know, but Jesse had eight sons. So it's like, dang, God, you send me to this man's house. You tell me one of his sons is is the king. I'm like, and Samuel may be thinking, maybe it's only one or two sons. He probably ain't thinking it's like eight, you know, but it's eight sons. And so, you know, based on appearance, based on the outer appearance, he looks at, um, I think it was Eliab first, um, one of the, um, the eldest son of Jesse. And he looked at him. He's like, surely he's the king. He's the next king. Why? Because the outer appearance of Eliab, he was strong. He had broad shoulders. He was handsome. He was tall. And it was almost like he was a, a split image or a reflection of Saul, the current king. You see, so his vision, Samuel's vision was still stuck on the old, right? So he looked and, and so when he goes to try to anoint uh, Eliab, God's like, no, not him. And so then he look at the next one in line and, and he again fits the mold of what a king should look like based on the past experience and based on the old king that we had. He fit the, the outer mold. And so he, he said, surely he's the one. And God like, no, not him. So then this, this, this happens for seven times. He go through seven sons and, and God say no to all of them, even though they fit the outside mold. They fit the build. They fit, they fit the look, right? They had the look on 
the outside. But God said, no, he's not it. He's not it. He's not it. So then Samuel being confused, like, now I know I hear God. And I know God told me to come to your house and that you're one of your sons. The son of Jesse is the next king. Do you have another son? Because now Samuel confused because he done went through seven men and none of them were it. But he's like, wait a minute. I know my God is not a liar. And he sent me here specifically. So something ain't right. So that's when um, Jesse said, yeah, I got one more son. But he's just a little sheep herder. He's just out there in the field. You know, he's the youngest, you know, and he just, you know, like just just basically like, you know, just casting him down. Just just not even like even he don't even believe he could be the king. Even the own, his own father, you know, Jesse didn't even believe David was worthy of the, being the king or could possibly be the king. You know, he even disregarded him like, uh, and just, he just, you know, he just, he, he just out there with the sheep. And so Samuel like, well, go get him. And long story short, lo and behold, that's the one God chose. And anybody who knows anything about the Bible, or even if you're not a Christian, but if you even heard of the story of David and Goliath, and you know anything about David, David is known as a man after God's own heart. And what God had to tell Samuel, he said, you, in human, y'all look at the outside. I look at the heart. So sometimes God sees something we don't see. And if we don't begin to um, get new vision, we'll miss out on the very things. Because because there was no other king like David. He was the he was the people's king. The people loved David. Every time they referred to the good days, they re referred to the times of King David. You know, because David was a man after God's own heart. And even though David was still outwardly, he was still handsome. Very handsome, it's, it's, but he still probably wasn't as tall and shoulders wasn't as broad. And maybe he just didn't have the same exact physical characteristics as his other brothers or as Saul. But there was something about David internally that God saw that God chose him and said he's the one. So sometimes when we see or we desire and we want something, especially when you're praying about it and you're seeking God for something, we have to be open and we really have to ask God to change our vision. And we really have to have an open mind because we don't know the way God sends it or what it may appear to be on the outside may just not be what we expect or even what we want, but it may be the very thing that we need. Cause I know I had a um, conversation with a friend this weekend and we were, you know, talking about that very, um, that very thing right there where, you know, we can have preferences as, as humans, right? You know, most of us do, especially, you know, when it comes to your spouse or even thing, things that are very important in your life, you're like, okay, I, this is what I desire. This is what I want. Right. And so we were talking about that and I was saying, you know, we were talking about a particular, a particular person who, um, I was like, you know, I don't like that person. Cause the sex, this subject came up about me and this person being in some form of a relationship. And I was just like, well, I'm not attracted to that person. I don't like that person. That person, you know, has this thing and that thing and that thing. And I, 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 I don't desire that. I, my preference is I don't want this. I don't want that. I don't want this. And so it was interesting because she was like, well, a lot of times God don't give you what you want. He gives you what you need. And then she went to um, pull up people that she knows personally, women that she knows personally, whose spouses, when God sent them their spouse, they were total opposite of their preference. They were total opposite of what it was that they wanted, what they usually dated, how what they usually desired. They were totally opposite on the outside, and but ended up being the exact thing that they needed. But see, if we don't have that perspective shift, if we don't have that complete restoration and healing to redefine our worth, and if we don't have that new vision, we can miss out because we're so caught up on the appearance of it. And so I said, ooh, maybe I need to get on the podcast and, and, and just, you know, put this bug in our ear as women as we're redefining our worth. You know, do we need to sit back and do a self-check like where... Do I still have some areas that are coming up or may come up? You know, do I still have some fears, right? And and, and it's again, it's nothing wrong with the fear because it's right, rightfully so, especially if you've been through something, you experienced some deep hurt, some wound, whatever. It's okay. It's nothing wrong with having the fear. But the what is wrong is to allow that fear to control your life. 
or for you to be like me and overanalyze and overthink a thing and project and create all of these situations and scenarios in your mind that have that have no truth to it whatsoever it is nothing more than just a manifestation of fear um just just playing out in your mind and and then you give up on something or you reject something right or you know your vision your vision how you see things like yeah maybe you're healing you're becoming whole you're redefining your words but maybe your vision you're still looking at things through the old lens right you're still looking through a lens of hurt you're still looking through a lens of pain you're still looking through a lens of disappointment you're still looking through a lens of failed expectation you're still looking through a lens that is old based on your old season and now you're in your new season you don't see clearly that's like a person who wear glasses and they prescription, their eyes change, but they don't get a new prescription. So now their vision blurry. They can't see clearly because they haven't, they haven't aligned their prescription with their new vision now. Yeah, my vision got a little worse. So now I need to go get a new prescription so I'm able to adjust to my new vision. But if we don't begin to change the prescription, if we don't begin to change the lens through which we look through life at, we can redefine our worth all we want to. And I'm just being real. We can redefine our worth all we want to, but we're still going to self-sabotage. We're still going to reject. And we're still going to miss out on opportunities solely because we can't see. We can't catch the vision of the new thing that's in front of us. And I'm like, oh, I don't want my sisters to do that. I don't want my sisters to miss on, out on any anything on nothing again that that is for them that god has for them you know that they desire that they deserve right i don't want my sisters to miss out solely because of fear because fear is trying to paralyze you and, and encapsulate you in bondage and keep you from even receiving a good thing or over analyzing because your mindset and your perspective hasn't really shifted yet and now you're looking at everything and you're taking it and you're running it through the the mindset of the past or your vision your vision you're still looking at things from an old vision you know from the from the old lens of the what happened back then and the last time i tried this and yes and those things are real and they're valid and it's not to diminish or demean them whatsoever but that's the past you can't walk into your future holding on to the past. Just like the Bible says, you can't put new wine in old wineskins, right? If you're going to become new, if you're going to redefine your worth, then everything needs to shift. You can't be new in one area and still be stuck in the past in, a, in, in another area and think you're going to fully be able to walk in your wholeness. You're going to constantly, you know, um, be it's going to constantly be like a, a war, a pulling, you know, like and you're going to be double minded or you're going to be like, um, uh, you know, cast about like the waves, you know, like by the wind, you know, you're not going to be able to be stable because one day you're going to feel like you're worthy. You're going to feel like, you know, you're healed, you're whole, and you're going to operate out of that place. And then the next day you might then have these self-sabotaging thoughts and behaviors and mindsets. And then you're going to operate out of that um, another day. And so it's like, you just got to make a choice. You have to make a commitment to one. And so my commitment I'm making is I'm walking totally in my healing. I'm walking totally in my freedom. I'm walking totally in redefining my worth. And so if that means I just got to continue to work on even the small things, if I got to continue to address the residue, if I got to continue to take time to heal, if I got to go back to counseling, if whatever that looks like for me, that's what I'm willing to do because I need all of my healing. I need all of me. I'm tired of having fragmented and broken pieces of myself. I'm tired of being controlled by fear of the unknown and insecurity and a lack of confidence and low self-esteem and people pleasing and all of these things that that has just weighed on my on my soul and just have caught me, kept me in a place just being on a vicious cycle. Um, where where I couldn't even, I had no idea who I was. I didn't even know my identity, right? I didn't know my worth. I didn't know anything because I was I was just so caught up in this cycle that I couldn't see myself out. Like, I don't want to live there anymore. It's like I have, to, I have moved now. I don't no longer live in brokenness. Now I live in wholeness. So now I got to make sure that everything that needs to come over to this new place of residence is here. I got to make sure my heart is in this new residence. I got to make sure my mind is in this new residence. I got to make sure my vision is in this new residence because if I leave anything back in that past place of brokenness, it's that place of brokenness is going to creep its way in to my new place of wholeness. And it's going to continue. It's going to start to contaminate. You can't do both. 
So I'm like, sis, you know, this may resonate with you. I know it's a lot. I hope it made sense. Um, I know, you know, it may, you know, be, you know, take some time for it to sink in. But seriously, like, you will know where you're at in your process when you are triggered, when you when you have an experience. Like if you if you got into a place where you're ready to date, you know, you feel good and you feel like you have been healed enough and you're ready and you know who you are, you know your worth, you know your value, you don't need validation from a man, a relationship, you know that you're worthy. If you never have one, you know who you are, you're full of your identity, you know your purpose, you're walking in it, you're confident, all of these things right and you're ready but then if a guy approach you and and all of a sudden maybe the fear comes up right maybe all of a sudden a little insecurity comes up maybe a you know maybe a little bit of you know um self-sabotage wants to start to manifest then that's okay that don't mean you haven't started healing that don't mean that your healing isn't isn't working it just means that there are still parts of that healing process that needs to be completed. But I don't want you to miss out, sis. I don't want you to miss out on this the life that God has for you. I don't want you to miss out on all the desires of your heart. I don't want you to miss out on that good opportunity. I don't want you to miss out on that good partnership. I don't want you to miss out, you know, on a good a good a good um business opportunity, you know, whatever it is, I don't want you to miss out on it because you have not recognized that there are areas that still needs to be healed because you don't want to take that negativity. You don't want to take that fear, that insecurity into a new relationship or a new opportunity or a business venture or, or you know, whatever it is. You Not to say that there won't be some fear, healthy fear, because there are two types of fear. You can have healthy fear and unhealthy fear, right? Healthy fear is, okay, I've never done this before. And, you know, there I'm a little, you know, I'm a little, you know, uh, apprehensive, right? Because this is something new. I've never did it, done it before, but I'm going to still do it, right? Uh, unhealthy fear is, oh my gosh, I can't do this. Oh, this is too scary. This is too hard. This is too challenging. Oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I, I'm not worthy. I don't have, I'm not qualified. I don't have what it takes. Oh my gosh, I'm too dumb. I'm too stupid. Oh, I can't do this. No, uh, that, that's unhealthy. We got to go from being a place from being unhealthy to healthy. So we can truly redefine our worth. So it's not something we talk about. It's not something we think about. That is something that we live. That we actually live redefined. That we actually live worthy. I know that's my goal. And I know it's yours too. And I'm here to help you um, along the way. To help guide you. You know, to help maybe give you tips and tools on how to do that. Again, like I said, for me, I, I am very big on journaling. Um, if you are a writer or even if you're not, but even just starting small, I highly encourage you to journal because a lot of times you can get things out. Um, a lot of times you are able to um, bring put words to things. You know, sometimes it makes a difference when you write it and you read it. Sometimes just releasing things is so, so healing. And so I highly encourage you to get a journal and to write, write these feelings, write the trigger, right? When you recognize that an experience happened and how you responded to it, write that down, you know, um, write down how it made you feel, you know, because sometimes it, it, it's healing just in doing that, right? Just in acknowledging it. So again, I encourage you to journal. I encourage you to talk to someone. You know, whether you're talking to, you know, a counselor, a therapist, you know, a pastor, you know, if you're talking to some professional, if you're talking to a coach, um, it, even if you feel like, you know, people in your life that have real um, wisdom, you know, you talk to them about your situation, talk to somebody, you know, and I and, and replace, you know, replace the lie. You know, when you recognize the lie, like, like if the fear come in and you like, Oh, this is gonna, you know, this, this is gonna happen. It's gonna happen like it did last time. You know, say, say opportunity comes and you're like, oh no, this, this, what happened last time is gonna happen again. Well, that's not true. That's a lie because you don't know that because it hasn't happened again. So, what you should say, well, as much as I am a little bit apprehensive, I'm still open to this opportunity, right? Or this could be the best opportunity. This could be a good opportunity, right? But you don't want to continue to allow that negative that negative thought 
to 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 fester in your mind because then it's going to grow and you're going to continue to um behave out of that place and then you will self-sabotage um you know so it's so so many things you could you could pray um if you're a christian and you pray you can pray and you can ask god to bring healing to bring healing to that area to bring healing to your soul to bring healing to your mind to bring healing to your perspective to bring healing to your vision so there's so many options right um you can write down all of the things that you want to be, right? You can write down your life, your ideal life. What what does that look like? Or you can start with something small. What does, you know, your ideal relationship look like? What does your ideal career look like? What does your ideal family look like? What does your ideal you look like? So let's start there. The other ones you can do after, but start with the first one. What do your ideal you look like? If you were whole, healthy, you know, secure, you know, and all of the things that you desire to be, what does that look like? Write that down. And then write down where you see yourself right now. How do you see yourself right now? And then list it side by side, like who I am today, who I desire to be for tomorrow, right? And then look at the differences and then begin to, you know, think of a strategy or in your mind, just kind of start thinking about what it would take to go from the today version of you to the tomorrow version of you. And you don't have to try to consume a whole giant elephant. It can be a huge task, but start with one attainable small thing. You could say something like, okay, I want to stop being talking so negative to myself, right? And maybe that's your current today version of you. And your tomorrow version of you is that I speak life over myself daily. What do you need to do to go from I speak negative over myself, I talk to myself very negatively, to I speak life over myself daily? You can just make the small steps of, before every time the thought come in your mind to say something negative about yourself immediately stop it and then speak life so if that negative thought come up and it say you're not worthy you say i am worthy if that thought say you're stupid you say i'm intelligent i am brilliant if the thoughts thoughts say no one loves you, you say I am lovable and I'm and I am very loved. So you, it's small things, right? That we can do. See, it's the small steps that leads to the big transition or the big goal, right? Sometimes we think we need to have this huge, uh, just just life changing, mind blowing experience, and boom, everything happens overnight. A lot of times, that's not the case. It's just a small commitment. It's a small step. It is being consistent, just making a, a, a making that commitment and being diligent to do it every day. Not that you're going to do it perfectly every day. Not that some days won't be harder than others because it will. But just making a commitment to yourself that I'm going to change the way I talk to myself. And see if it doesn't make a difference. So that's what my um, homework is for you guys today. I don't normally give homework on the podcast, but hey, today I feel like even for me, I'm going to do it myself and um, maybe I'll go live or I probably won't. I forgot I'm not on social media. Sorry, but maybe um, next week on the podcast, we'll talk about it. You know, I'll I'll share you guys, um, you know, my results um, and what the commitment I made. Um, but yeah, I'm serious y'all like, cause it's the small things we, we tend to discount them and overlook them, but it's really the small things that are effective. And I'm telling you, if you just really get clear on what it is you want, cause sometimes the reason why we can't redefine your worth, cause we're not clear either on the root, on the issue, or we're not clear on the goal. What is one goal that you can, that you can identify right? What is the issue? And then what is the strategy to get to the goal? So again, my suggestion was, you know, taking one thing from that, you know, is negative, or you know, that is something that is not healthy, that you know, is something you want to change about yourself, right? This is for you. This ain't for nobody else. You don't have to share it. You can, but this is solely for you and identify one area. Like, you know what? 
I really want to start talking to myself better. I really want to start loving myself more. And then identify what do you need to do to do that and make the commitment and start something that's attainable. If it's small, it's small. That's okay. But it is the small steps of consistency that will give lasting change. Because a lot of times, not all, when things are immediate overnight, where it's just this, you know, huge grandeur, you know, experience and boom, it ta- a lot of times stuff like that don't last. It can but a lot of time it doesn't because the mind has been programmed one way over time, right? So you've spoken to yourself negatively for, for years and years and years. You can't expect your mind to automatically just uh, just start talking differently and positively to yourself because it has been programmed to talk negatively because anything you practice, you become good at. It don't matter if it's good or bad. Anything you practice, you come good at. So if you practice, if you habitually, you know, ritually do the same thing over and over. So if you habitually talk negatively to yourself, you practiced it. Now you become good at it. So now you got to unprogram and reprogram your mind by practicing speaking life over yourself. So that's just what I want to leave you guys with today. I hope it blessed you. Again, I thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Fear and the Unknown. Hey, Queens. Again, I just want to reiterate, you know, please, we're not going to allow fear to keep us from our blessings, keep us from our promises, keep us from the life that we know we desire and we deserve. We're not going to continue to allow fear to paralyze us and rob us, right? That is really what this podcast um, episode today was all about, like just not allowing fear to rob us of of opportunities, not allowing having um, an old lens and not being able to see the new thing and looking at the new thing out of an old lens to to cause us to reject the very thing that we need right we don't want that we don't want to continue to even allow you know our our perspective you know the our perspective or the what if you know the what if to to steal away the very thing that we need and so i really encourage you all to um really take the time and um to reflect on, you know, areas that, you know, that have come up that you see that you still need to really work on, especially if you feel like you're, you're, as you're redefining your worth, you're, you're wanting to step back out again. You're wanting to try that thing again, you know, whatever it is, like, please, I don't want us to get to that very place and we self-sabotage and we end up broken again. We end up wounded and hurt again. So, um, I just really encourage you all to take that time to do the homework, to really um, just look at your today version of you. Look at the tomorrow version of you, the woman that you desire to be, that you see, right? That you see on the horizon, the woman that you are um, striving for, right? The woman you're becoming and looking at one thing, one area, just pick one. It can be 10, it doesn't matter, but just pick one area and say, I don't, I do this now, but I want to do this. And what do I need to do to go from this to that, right? And just let it be, it can be small. It just needs to be something that you are able to do consistently and just commit to it. And I'm telling you, you will see a result. So I just want to um, just encourage you all, please take the time if you're able. And because um, I really just have a deep, deep desire to see us heal a deep desire to see us whole, a deep desire to truly see us redefine our worth. I don't get up here just because it sounds good. You know, I don't get up here and talk about this stuff or talk about redefining our worth as women because it's catchy and because it's cool. I get up here because I'm serious about it. I get up here because I really want to see us women walk truly in wholeness. I really don't want us to continue to be held captive by our past, you know, and really literally forfeit so many of the wonderful, amazing and beautiful things that we we would have or that want to come into our life solely because we can't let go of the past or because we're not healed enough. I don't want that. I want to see us powerful. I want to see us emboldened. I want to see us out here 
just doing our thing, you know, out here just making change, shifting atmospheres, you know, doing great and amazing and mighty things. I want to see it. I want to see us as whole and secure. I want to see us, you know, full of our worth. You know, I want to see us being able to be the women that we want to be, the women that society, the women that our families, the women that our children, the women that our husbands, the women that, you know, um, our communities need us to be. So I just really wanted to say that. And again, thank you all for listening to this week's episode of Fear and the Unknown. Um, as always, I love to connect with you all. If you guys ever want to reach out to me, you can do so. Um, there's a Facebook page called Redefining a Woman's Worth. Um, you can always go on there. Um, you can listen to the podcast on there. You can see some videos that I do, um, some posts I make. You're able to direct message me, um, leave comments. So we are able to communicate and I would love to hear from you how the um, podcast is affecting you, how it's helping you, how it's blessing you, you know, or if you have questions, if you have prayer requests, um, it, whatever it is, I would love to connect with you. So please reach out to me on the um, Facebook page at Redefining a Woman's Worth. Um, you can also email me from the Facebook page or email me directly at purityafterpromiscuity at gmail.com. Also, I do have a Instagram page um, and that is Janelle Renee underscore one. So again, I would love to talk to you guys um, because I don't get to see comments or anything like that that some may leave or if um, it even gives an option to leave a comment. So please connect, reach out. I would love to hear from you. And I just want to leave you all with this. Your past does not define you. It develops you and you are worthy.